Chapter 1 The summer I was 16, the travelling vampire show came to town. I heard it first from my two best friends, Rusty and Slim. Rusty's real name was Russell, which he pretty much hated. Slim's real name was Francis. She had but put up with it from her parents and teachers, but not from other kids. He used to tell them Francis is a talking mule. Asked what she wanted to call, her answer pretty much depended on what book she happened to be reading. She would say Nancy or Holmes or Scout or Zack or Phoebe. All last summer she wanted to be called Dead Bay. Now it's slim, a name like that. I figured maybe she started reading Westerns. I didn't ask. My name is Dwight, by the way, named after the commander. Allied Observatory Forces in Europe. He didn't get elected president till after he had been born and named. Anyway, it was a hot August morning. School wouldn't be starting again for another month. I was out in front of our house mowing the lawn with a push mower. We hadn't, mustn't been the only family in Granville that didn't have a power mower. Not that we couldn't afford one. Dad was a town chief of police. Mum taught English at high school, so we had the money for a power mower, or even a riding mower, but didn't have the indication. Not dead, anyway. Long before anyone ever heard of language like noise pollution, Dad was doing everything in his power to prevent this or that god-awful racket. Also, he was opposed to any sort of advice that might make life easier for me and my two brothers. He wanted us to work hard, sweat and suffer. He lived through the Great Depression and World War Two, so he knew all about suffering. Couldn't him? Kids these days got it too easy, so he did what he could to make life tougher on us. That's why I was out there pushing the mower, sweating my arse off, when along came Rusty and Slim. It's one of those grey mornings when the sun, just a dim glow through the clouds, you know, by the smell that rains on the way, and you wish you'd hurry up and get there before the day is too damn is uh, because the day is so damn hot and muggy my t-shirt was off when I saw Rusty Sim coming to me I suddenly felt a little embarrassed about being without it which is a sort of strange considering how much time we spent together in our swimming suits I am on the urge to run and snag it off the porch well and put it on but I stayed put instead and waited for him in just my jeans and sneakers Hi guys, I called. What's up? Rusty greeted me. He meant it, of course, as a sexual window window. It was a sort of lame stuff he cherished. <coughs> Not much, I said. Are you working hard? Or hardly working? Sim and I both wrinkled our noses. When Sim looked at my sweaty bare torso and said, It's not it's too hot to be mowing your lawn. Tell that to my dad. Let him let him let me at him. He's at work. He's getting off lucky, Sim said. You're, we all smiling, knowing she was getting around. She liked my dad. Both liked my parents and the whole lot. Though she wasn't crazy about my brothers. So long, how long would it take you to finish the yard? Rusty asked. I can quit for a while. I'm just going to have to have it. Just going to have it done by the time Dad gets back from work. Come on with us. Sim said. I gave a quick nod and ran across the grass. 
Nobody else was home. Dad was at work. Mum away for a weekly shopping trip to the grocery store. My brothers, one single, one married, no longer living in the house. As I charged up the post stairs, I called over my shoulder, right back, I ripped my t-shirt off the railing, rushed into the house and raced upwards into my bedroom. With a t-shirt, I wiped the sweat off my face and chest. Then I stepped up to the mirror and grabbed my comb. Thanks to, to Dad, my hair was too short. No son of mine's going to go around looking like a girl. I wasn't allowed to have much in the way of sideburns either. No son of mine's going to trapeze around looking like a hood. Thanks to him, I hardly had enough air to bother combing. But he removes the matted down from the sweat. So I combed it anyway. Making sure my part was straight as a razor. With nothing, then giving in the front a little curly flip. After that, I grabbed my wallet off the dresser, shoved it into the back pocket of my jeans, hurried to the closet, and pulled a short shirt off his hanger. I put on it while I hurried downstairs. Rusty and Slim were waiting for on the porch. I finished fastening my buttons, then opened the screen door. You, where are we going? I asked. You'll see, Slim said. I shut the door and followed my friends down the porch stairs. Rusty was wearing an old shirt and blue jeans. That's pretty much all he wore when he wasn't dressed up for school or church. He hardly ever caught guys always wearing shorts. Shorts were little kids, old farts and girls. Slim was wearing shorts. They were cut off blue jeans. So faded they were almost white. A faded them and dangling with swaying. Little fringe around her thighs. She also wore a white t-shirt. It was big and loose and untucked. So it hung over her butt and the back. A white swimsuit top showed through the thin fabric. It was a skimpy bikini type thing. A tie behind her back. It was a nape and a neck. She was wearing it instead of a bra. It's probably more comfortable than a bra. And definitely more practical. It's probably more comfortable than a bra. And definitely more practical. Mostly in the summer. We all wore swimsuits instead of underwear. You never knew when you might end up in the principal pool or at the river, or you when you might get caught in a downpour. I had my trunks under my jeans that morning. They were sort of soggy, with the sweat from the yard mowing, and they was cling to my spot as I walked down the street with Rusty and a Slim. So what's the plan? I asked for a long while. After a while, Slim looked at me, posted a eyebrow. Stage one's already been executed. Huh? I asked. We feed you for the cinema. Change of impression. Can't be mowing on the yard a day like this, Rusty explained. Well, thanks for liberating me. Think nothing of it, Rusty said. Our pleasure, Rusty Sim said, and patted me on the back. It was a buddy pat, but I gave it me a sickish, excited, lonely, lovely feeling. I've been getting that way a lot that summer when I was around Sim. Wasn't necessarily involved touching either. Sometimes I'd get just be looking at her and start to feel funny. I kept it to myself though. Phase two, Sim said. We'll see what's going on at Jenks Field. I felt a little chill pull up my back. Scared, Rusty asked. Oh yeah. Oh I was thinking. I was, but so much not so much that it showed, I hoped. We ain't gonna have to go there. We don't have to go there, Slim said. We're going, says Rusty. You guys are chicken, I'll go by myself. 
What's the big deal about Jan- Jankfield? I asked. This, said Rusty. The three of us have been walking abreast with Slim in the middle. Now Rusty hustled around us, came over to my side. He pulled a paper out of the po- back pocket with jeans, unfolding it. He said, they're all over town. The way he held the paper open in front of him, I knew I wasn't supposed to touch it. It seemed to be a poster or a flyer, but it was bouncing round too much for me to be able to read it. So we stopped walking. We all stopped. Then came the close, so close. Was, you, look at the paper. You know, it, so it had four tall corners. Apparently, Rusty had written a poster of a wall, a tree, or, or something. It looked like this. A travelling vampire show. Come see. A one and only vampire in captivity. Vampire. Gorgeous, beguiling, lethal. This beautiful beauty born in the wilds of treasure seeks. By day in a coffin. By night she feeds on the blood of strangers. See where he rise from the dead. Watch as she stalks volunteers from the audience. Tremble as she sinks her teeth into the necks. Scream as she sucks on their blood. Where? Jake's Field, two miles south of Grenville, on Route 3. When? One show, only Friday in the midnight. How much? Ten dollars. Nobody under age and eighteen allowed. Amazed and excited, I shook my head and murmured, Wow, a time or two while I read the poster. But things changed when I got towards the bottom. I felt a surge of alarm, followed by a mixture of relief and disappointment. Mostly relief. Oh man, I murmured trying to sound his maid. What a bummer. Chapter 2. A bummer? Rusty asked. You want to... You're out of your mind, man. We've got us a troubling vampire show. Real live vam- female vampire right here in Grandsville. It says she's gorgeous. See that? Gorgeous, beguiling, a stunning beauty. And she's a vampire. Look at what it says. She t- t- stalks vampires from the audience and bites them. And next, she sucks on their blood. Bitching, Sam said. Might be bitching if we could see her, I said, trying to seem gloomy about the situation. But there's no way we can get into a show like that. Eyes narrowed, rusty, shook his head. That's how come we're, we're going over there now. Oh, I said. Sometimes when rusty came out with stuff like that. Oh, it was about the best I could do.